Welcome to the Designated Driver Podcast. I'm Aaliyah. I'm an events manager and friend to all. <laughs> I'm Liz, an art director and independent podcast mogul. Today is a big day for me because we're about to welcome two rats into our home. It's the rat report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting two little rats, little females. It's a fun topic to bring up to people because they are either completely horrified by the idea or they had rats as a kid and they like rats. I will say that when you told me and you told some of the other moms in our neighborhood, I feel like everybody did like a fake smile (laughs) (laughs) to congratulate you or maybe that was just me. I don't know. I'm super excited on your behalf, but mostly because I like their names right now. Do you want to say what their names are? Yeah, Exo and General Motors. They're all named after cars, right? The place you're adopting from? Um, yeah, well, they were Exo, E-X-O. Is that a car? No, I don't know what that... It sounded car-like to me. So the Rattery uh, has a really scary logo that I sent you. And I, I'm not sure if it refers to um, D&D or Lord of the Rings. It's called Orkborn. Yeah, Shout I don't out. know anything about either of those. Maybe I'll find out more today. Is it like a person's house or is it like a warehouse for rats? We're meeting at a Starbucks, so I have no idea. Will they have them in the car? I guess, yeah, in a box. Like in, and they just give you the, like a cardboard box with holes in it? I guess so. Like when we got pets, they would come in a cardboard box with holes. Mm -hmm. That's what they come in. And so you're all set up with the cage. The cage is set up. Do you want to talk a little bit about the cage footprint? Oh, it's very big. It's like two by three feet, I'd say. That's big. Freestanding thing. It's very cute. I love it now. It has no animal smells. Mm-hmm. So, Are there any cage amenities, like a wheel? There's a hammock. A really? little uh Yeah. Peter made a hammock, and there's like ropes with knots, a little bedding thing they can go into, and... Do rats need to chew to, like, grind down their teeth? Do they mm. need, like, like, I remember hamsters, their teeth can grow really long if they don't have something to chew on. Maybe. I mean, I know basically zero about caring for a rat, so we'll find out. Wow. We do have a, a rat mentor, someone who we're emailing us with a lot of questions and who is very open to giving us a lot of answers. Wow. That's great. Well, I am looking forward to seeing how the rat report unfolds. Yeah, so that's that's news on Designated Driver. Today we're going to talk about Logan Lucky. I always want to say Lucky Logan. I do too. Yeah, uh, it's Logan Lucky. 2017, mm-hmm. starring Adam Driver, obviously. Channing Tatum, directed by Steven Soderbergh. It's a very, it was a very uh, all-star cast. Katie Holmes. It kind of reminded me of um, the Jim Jarmusch movie we watched last week, just in the sense that it was an ensemble of actors who seemed like they were just having a lot of fun together. Yeah, and like really big actors in even really small roles. And like Hilary Swank comes into it, but way later, like after an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. I was reading about her, and I was thinking I hadn't seen her in very much lately. Do you feel the same way? I like, do. I I mean, I kind of checked out on her after that 
one movie that she was in. Million Dollar Baby? No, no, the one before that where she played um, the transgender... Boys boy. Don't Cry. Yeah, Boys Don't Cry. Called? Yeah. Yeah, I read a, a little about her on IMDb, and it started out by saying she uh, did, like, she started working young and then has She's been... in Karate Kid. Yeah, working really hard ever since, but then the, they stopped mentioning movies at in 2007. So I'm sure she's been in movies since then, but... Yeah, it just seems like she hasn't... Yeah, Yeah. I liked her character a lot. I also like it when they wait a long time to introduce someone. I do, too, when they're, like, a little surprised that rolls in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But I felt like there were lots of fun surprises with this one all along the way that way, and I liked that. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I learned is that Steven Soderbergh had retired from directing, and this was his first movie back in the director's chair uh, in a few years the third movie he did with Channing Tatum. It's just a classic heist movie, and a lot of the reviews I read compare it to Ocean's Eleven, which is another franchise he directed, uh, and that's it's a heist movie. Um, the difference, a lot of people call it Ocean's Seven Eleven because the, the lead characters are all kind of unlucky. In fact, Adam Driver's character thinks that they're cursed, the Logans, and they live in West Virginia. Clyde is played by Adam Driver, and his brother is played by Channing Tatum, and his name is Jimmy. Is that right? I can't remember. I, think it's Jimmy. I remember Clyde. Yeah, to me, they're just Channing Tatum and Adam Driver, um, and they have a really nice chemistry on and off set of the movie, but they're the ones who come up with this idea, mostly Jimmy, uh, to steal money from a big NASCAR race. And the movie is all about how they do it. So do you know anything about NASCAR? No. Do you know anything about NASCAR? No, just that I'm not interested in it at all. I could not care less. Yeah. Yeah, so this was like the Appalachian Ocean's Eleven heist movie, but with no God, guns, and Trump. That's that's true. So I was just like, who is the movie... For. Is it for someone who's into NASCAR or someone who is not into NASCAR but like likes country music? So there you was, know? yeah, there were some great um, NASCAR cameos. So they had a bunch of commentators on who were all either former NASCAR racers or real NASCAR commentators. They had Leanne Rhymes singing. Um, the national anthem, and that seemed really true to her brand. So I feel like NASCAR's in on the joke, but I read a lot about class, and I think that's kind of what you're talking about too, is like, is he making fun of these people, or like, are they part of the conversation, or is there a political commentary in there? Did you have any feelings about that when you are watching? Well, as a Midwestern liberal, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I loved that I could love it, there wasn't anything in it that, you know, really, like, offended my sensibilities. I mean, probably just, like, his daughter was in the pageant, and at one point, the mom says, like, you hear through through the daughter, like, no one loves a fat girl, like, something yeah. like that. That was probably the most offensive thing, and it was meant uh, to be a joke, yeah. I guess, but, um, yeah, it was just scrubbed. It was, like, all the charm of Appalachia in the South without the things that really upset me about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just curious. If you are from West Virginia, do you like it? Did you ever hear about it? Or, you know? Yeah. So the the other thing I learned when I was reading about it was 
I don't really understand this, but I guess when Steven Soderbergh made this movie, he came up with a different um, model for promoting it and distributing it that gave him more control over the movie. But I think also maybe that's why a lot of people haven't heard of it, <laughs> because I don't remember it at all when it came out. And I was looking up reviews and I just so I just to your point, I was just wondering if like how the distribution worked and if it, there would have been more feedback if it had been noticed more you know yeah I never heard of it um I mean there can be really big gaps in what I've heard of just because of having twins at a certain point and then I didn't hear about a lot of things um I felt like it was for me yeah you know like it hit so Mm -hmm. many things that I really like it started out with John Denver like the first thing you hear is a John Denver song and I was like what? Because um, I'm a really big fan of John Denver and especially the song Take Me Home Country Roads, which was like the theme tune of the It reminds movie. me of being a, a camp counselor. Like at my summer camp, we used to sing that all the time. Oh, that sounds, that sounds magical. So nice. Yeah. Um, but did you notice in that that the first time they're listening to it, Channing Tatum's character, Jimmy, is like tinkering on a car mm-hmm. and his daughter's helping him and she's handing him wrenches and stuff and this cute little girl. And he's explaining to her that probably when John Van Denver wrote that, like he'd never been to West Virginia and the people who helped produce it were just like slick studio producers. So, but he loves it. And like there, there is that thing where... There's nothing political and there's nothing um, offensive about it, but the fact of the matter is, like, the main characters know they're set up to lose. Like, neither of them has a lot of opportunities. There's not really a lot of places to have jobs. The character loses his job as a coal miner in the first 10 minutes of the movie. So they're clearly underdogs, is, is the point. And, and, but they know they're underdogs, and they know that they're in a situation where their perceptions of them as West Virginians may or may not be true. I did look that up about um, had John Denver ever been to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he had. There were two people who wrote the song, who started the song, and they thought of using the word Massachusetts instead. Oh. But they thought it was not musical, which, good call, it's not musical um, or, and, and compared to West Virginia. Except there's that Bee Gees song about Massachusetts. Yeah, maybe that's another reason they didn't do yeah. it, I think, because yeah. it was the same same right. time it yeah. turned out as uh, to be West Virginia. And and I think John Denver at the time was living outside of Washington, D.C., but he had moved around a lot, he, and I think his, his dad was in the military, and so he lived in Texas, and, mm-hmm. you know, he was a country boy, I think. <laughs> Thank really God he Denver. was. I, <laughs> So, you know, I mean, it definitely is on brand for him to sing about West Virginia. And I mean, I think this, the state loves the song. Mm-hmm. It plays a really important role in the movie, like throughout, really. It's as sweet as can be. Yeah, that brought, brought that to life for me. Uh, I don't know how, like, authentic or if it's kind of a caricature of yeah, the region or, or what. I don't know. I mean, we get, we get the similar thing, uh, things that are set in Minnesota, like Fargo and stuff, and it's it's always um, totally right and totally wrong at the same time. Like, the mm-hmm. accents are really exaggerated. But when you go outside of the Twin Cities, I mean, people really do have yes those accents. 
Do you want to talk a little bit about the accents in this movie? Sure, yeah. Uh, the first few minutes of it... Well, Channing Tatum, I don't have a lot of preconceived notions of him because I actually haven't seen a lot of his movies. I haven't seen Magic Mike. What? I know. <laughs> okay, I got to get on that right away. Um, his first collaboration with Steven Soderbergh. So he was <laughs> had the accent right away. Uh, and I, I mean that I accepted that immediately. Yeah, me too. Did you accept mm-hmm. it immediately? Does totally. he is he a southern he is, guy yeah. at all? Or he is, okay. So I think actually all of his collaborations with Steven Soderbergh have had some level of autobiography. So he was a football player like Jimmy in high school. He was kind of a failed football player. He was a little aimless when he was a young man, and he is southern. I rem- I know he lived in Tampa for a while, but I think he lived like in the South South for some time too. And Steven Soderbergh lived in Louisiana, or he has, like, yeah, he's I from the South, right. too, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then when we meet Adam Driver, the scene was so <laughs> what weird. What are you saying? I cannot understand he's, these words. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a bartender, and he was holding his body in such an extremely stiff way. I'm like, why? What's up with the angle, and why is he so tense, like, behind this bar? And then he starts talking with an accent and I was like I can't it's it's wrong but after after like one minute I accepted it 100 mm-hmm. percent so I was fine with it and he was stiff because he his character lost his hand in the Iraq yeah war yep. um two tours he had he was a transradial amputee which I had to look up do you know what that means no. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, it's yeah. amputated below the elbow. Okay. And apparently okay. it's easier to um, adopt to using a prosthesis if you're a transradial amputee. If you have the elbow if, part. Yeah, if you have the elbow part. And your recovery is easier. So he had a fake arm, but it was just a plastic, like a mannequin arm mm-hmm. that he could put on. And then he took it off, and obviously they did this in post-production or something mm-hmm. and it was a little too focused on like it distracted me from the movie because they were, I was looking at the arm and I'm like how did they do that there was some good uh, comedy based yeah. on the arm so I did accept Adam Driver doing the accent he did a great job I thought mm-hmm. so uh James Bond what's his name Daniel Craig okay Daniel yeah. Craig <laughs> Not as good. <laughs> the accent wise. Yeah. Yeah. And when in the first scene in the prison, he had a British accent for a, a sec. Did you? Because I was like, oh, is he British? And then yeah. then he had his accent again. But yeah, overall, I accepted it not too long into the movie and I accepted the arm thing mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. well. So if you had a choice to work in a mine or join the military, what would you do? And that's what these two brothers, like, one worked in the mine, one went to the military. But I think also his character, because he had a limp, and I think that was from being in the military, too. I think they were both veterans. It wasn't from a football injury. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Like, he was going to be a football player, and then... Yeah. Huh, I don't know. Now I have to look back on that. But yeah, that was, if I had a choice, what would I do? I don't know. They both look pretty not fun. It's a really tough choice. I'm not sure what I would do because in the military, at first I thought military because I don't want to work underground. Same thing every day. It's also super dangerous. Yeah. So you get to travel, but I've always been terrified of any kind of boot camp 
situation. The military was out for me, like, because I was seeing what boot camp was like. Like, I didn't think I could hack that for sure. And also, I hate guns. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so military is not for you. You can get killed. Also, you have to kill. Like, I was thinking about it, I was remembering a friend of mine from high school. Uh, he was thinking of going to do our OTC. <laughs> he came back and he said, I don't know if he went to like whatever, but he said there was a poster up and it said skill plus drill equals kill. And he was just like, I'm out. Yeah. I was imagining you like looking at the job description and being like, no killing, no boot camp, like scratch that one out, scratch it. Guess that one's not for you. So I guess I'm in the mine. Yeah. But I don't think I could do it. I don't have good lungs. I physically don't think I could do that job because of my history of asthma. I don't know. You would have to work no. at a hairdresser like their sister, Melly. Yes. So yes. there's actually three Logans. It's Jimmy and Clyde, and then Melly is their baby sister, and she is a hairdresser, which comes in handy later because Jimmy's daughter is a pageant kid, and so she does Jimmy's daughter's hair. So I was confused in her first scene because um, she was talking about or not confused, but thrown off. Distance was created between believing the movie when she was, she was talking about a, a special route she had, which is um, sort of hints at that she's going to be like the, yeah, driver. the driver. Um, and I thought that was cool because like Ocean's Eleven, they have like, phew, and then they'll show the driver. You know, have mm-hmm. you seen those movies? Yeah, it's been a, while. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, like, you know who's the the lock person or whatever you know right <laughs> there's a term for it i'm sure but um she started it reminded me reminded me of a californians sketch mm-hmm. when they're me like too. she just was yeah. talking about the roads yeah and i did read like they would never have said i took the 19 like they only do that in southern california, in california. saying like yeah. <laughs> uh calling roads the 10 or whatever yeah yeah, they actually there's a lot of little details. She is definitely the driver in that movie instead of Adam Driver. That's right, right. Although Good he point. has an important driving role too. Mm-hmm. She has this ongoing kind of little, um, these little driving notes. Like she drives an old Nova, and there's like a long joke about how you know Novas are crappy cars, but she needles Jimmy's ex-wife's current husband, who's a car dealer, a lot, and teases him about his crappy car um and, and then that, he can't drive a stick and he can't drive right? a stick and he's kind of dumb and anyway it ends up working out to everybody's advantage that she has that funny car and actually so just to go a little bit more into the plot there's a lot of car stuff in this because yeah. because then where is i going to besides the whole nascar thing yeah besides besides the whole nascar thing so the way the heist works, just to give a little bit of insight there, it's just like Ocean's Eleven because they like hatch the plot and then they have to get a crew together, you know, and they start like looking around. So they get Daniel Craig is something Bang. I can't remember his character's name. Joe Bang. Joe Bang. He's incarcerated, which oh, he explains to them. Oh, 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 oh. That's and, cute. Yep. And then his brothers become part of the gang. And then they come up with this way where Adam Driver gets himself into jail by driving through a gas station window. And then he gets arrested for a petty 
damage charge and he goes into jail and the way they break out of jail is that the sister goes and she sees what the jail truck is and she gets she can look at it and she knows the measurements of the truck so in the wood shop they built my joel had to explain my husband had to explain to me what they were doing i had no oh. idea but they yeah i missed this they build these wooden boxes and they fix them to the underside of a jail vehicle that the sister looks at and can just tell by looking at it. Remember, they're like, he's like, trust Melly on the measurements. And then they, they fix those underneath. They're like these little tiny, almost like little coffins. They climb in. And then when the truck goes out to get laundry or whatever, she knows it always stops at this gas station and they crawl out. But it's because Melly could tell just by looking at the car what the measurements were. Mm. Yeah, the heist was incredibly complex. It never would have worked, I mean, yes. outside of a movie. There were so many, like it had to work that Adam Driver got sentenced to go to the same jail as Daniel Craig for the right amount, and, you know, but that's fine. It's a movie, yeah. and it just, it was kind of a meandering, uh, really complicated plot. But once I accepted that, like I thought, like it's kind of slow, like really slow, but then by the end there's sort of a payoff because the whole thing happens and then there are like scenes that weren't shown mm-hmm. and then like it kind of all makes sense yeah that was the yeah creative control that steven soderbergh had by like sort of putting this movie out himself sort of yeah so he could it's he a, like, like a director's down. cut yeah and he like slows down and enjoys some of the fun little like char- kind of like jim jarmusch actually like the fun little character interactions like there's this whole side plot where they have to distract everybody at the prison because Adam Driver and Daniel Craig are out like being in a heist they've snuck out so in order to distract it they like foment a prison riot (laughs) and then the prison riot they get all of the prison officials including my favorite cameo which is Dwight Yoakam as the prison warden who's kind of corrupt they get them all locked into this one little like control booth and start arguing with him they make demands and the demands are that they all want these like preview videos of new George R. R. Martin videos who did Game of Thrones. Again, I felt I don't want to interrupt yeah, your don't. thought, but that was all I was like, this is for me. Did you watch Game of Thrones? I feel no. like it's a fifty fifty chance. No, you didn't. You hate Game of Thrones. Too many boobs. Well, yeah. I mean it's horrible. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of boobs, especially in the beginning. I'll probably start like trying to convince you to like Game of Thrones in a subtle way, just like with Star Wars. But um, <laughs> I watched all of Game of Thrones twice. So did you feel like those were good demands that they were making for those George R. R. Martin? It was just funny pieces. inside jokes that only Game of Thrones fans would care about or get. That how the the show like went off book because George R. R. Martin was too slow in writing these books and so then they just started making it up but it kind of got to be a better show because the plot I mean the stories are so convoluted when they're trying to follow the book mm-hmm. that in my opinion and I um never read the books and I don't read like fantasy like books like I'll, I would I'm never planning on reading them so it got it turned into a better show after but I heard a statistic once and we mentioned The Walking Dead last time this was from, have you listened to the Argument podcast? Mm-mm. It's a New York Times podcast. Michelle Goldberg, or somebody was saying that blue states watched Game of Thrones and red states watched Walking Dead. 
something like that. Somebody broke it down at one point. And I'm sure part of it is just like who has HBO, mm-hmm. maybe. And maybe these statistics are just kind of skewed. But isn't Walking Dead on HBO too? No, oh. it was on AMC. Oh, okay. So it's on lesser cable. Yeah. So I felt like that was like kind of a coastal elite joke mm-hmm. also. Yeah. But is that really true? I don't know of who watched Game of Thrones. I, I felt pandered to in a good way. I enjoyed it, but I also felt like, you know. At one point, Dwight Yoakam's character is reading a Wikipedia page about George R. R. Martin to <laughs> the con- in- inmates, like, explaining why he can't get these things. And it goes on for a while. Like, somebody on that team loves Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll change it. If I was in prison, I would for sure read all of the um, mm-hmm. Song of fire and ice or whatever series it is um so yeah maybe if you're in prison the prison was like a really lighthearted view of a prison Mm -hmm. which in a way was just refreshing because prison and incarceration is such a horrible thing in america it's crushing so i don't know if it's it's okay to have like a lighthearted well, I mean, the you know, whole scene of like people in prison. Yeah, but I mean, it was refreshing because it was like nice. I don't, totally. You know, like yeah. instead of being, you know, crushed so much by like following the news, and it was a, an escape from that, I guess. Like the inmates are clearly smarter than the warden. Like they're clearly smarter and craftier, and he's just corrupt and clueless. He keeps saying, like, this doesn't happen in my prison, and then it keeps happening, you know? Like, he's like, yeah. the food in our prison is good, and then, like, Daniel Craig's character throws up at his feet. And we then don't have like, a food problem. Yeah. Our, that was such a great catchphrase, and then a really good payoff at the yeah. end. I want to go more into Dwight Yoakam, because you're an expert on Dwight Yoakam. Okay, so, uh, we both love country music. True. And we both learned we were at the same Dolly Parton oh. uh, concert, total total brag there um at grand casino so um, much crying yeah we both cried the entire time we weren't together tears of joy we didn't even yeah didn't tears even of joy know that we were both there yeah so but i'm from a small town but i was not really um introduced to country music until college like my boyfriend at the time was into patsy cline and some like classic country mm-hmm so I got into that. And also my parents, especially especially my dad, was into 70s country, which, of course, I totally ignored as a child. But, I mean, like Anne Murray and stuff. Crystal Gale, Anne oh, Murray. Wow. And there were also shows on TV that about, like, that, you know, Crystal my Gale would be. My husband grew up watching Hee Haw. Oh, like, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we watched Hee Haw. I mean, I'm from a really rural town, and like both my parents grew up on farms and stuff. But then, in the '80s, I feel like it was it was That's not my cool to like country music. Like in high school, I mean, you would not be caught dead liking country music. That was unless you wanted to be thought of as a total hick. But I feel like I missed out. Like I don't know. So I'm pretty aware of like '60s, '70s country. Nothing. 80s and like I still know nothing about new country although I've been kind of getting yeah, more into Taylor Swift though oh, and yeah. like like her album Red it's great it has kind of a new country vibe so I'm not surprised that it totally passed me by and it didn't you know I never listened to it mm-hmm. so but Dwight Yoakam 80s great. country and how did you get into it you were living in Connecticut yeah I'm from Hartford Connecticut which is not a place where a lot of people listen to country music but my dad and my uncle both loved 
all like especially Randy Travis is one of my favorites and then Dwight Yoakam I discovered a little later shout out to a roommate I had from Saskatchewan uh, but he's awesome he's so great and then and as I learned more about country music I realized he he's basically like new Buck Owens Buck Owens and he sounds so similar and he's really influenced by the California sound but he's great only other time I've been to a casino to see a show was Dwight Yoakam and the musicianship was amazing He's just funny and warm, and he's the real deal, and everyone should listen to him. And I love him in movies, too. I love it when he, he's, he's in uh, Sling Blade, which is a movie I've never actually, actually seen, which I know I should. But um, apparently he's amazing in that, and he's great in this, too. He's really funny. Well, I'll go with you anytime you want to go to a country music concert when we have those again, especially at a casino, especially at Grand Casino, mm-hmm. which is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, outdoors, yeah. Yeah, so beautiful. Amphitheater, breeze off the lake. Um, Dolly Parton made some jokes about how hot she was because of the heat. It was like, a, I think it was August, and it was kind of humid, and her hair was like blowing everywhere, and she made a few jokes about how we were all going to get some of her hair, but it wasn't really her hair anyway. Mm-hmm. She always wears wigs. I love her. Yeah. I got uh, her vaccine. Me too. Oh, yeah. I wore my Dolly Parton shirt from that concert (laughs) to get my first shot. I love that we're giving her total credit. But you know who else is involved in it is um, Jad Abumrad's dad. I listened to his podcast about Dolly Parton. Yeah, me too. And I I really loved it for a while. Me too. And then I stopped listening to it. Well, because in the beginning it was just like about her songs and yeah. how she wrote them, and that's what I want. That's what I want the whole podcast to be forever. I want it to be about him. And, and then I feel it, like it got a little it veered loose. off. Yeah. And about like the concept of hillbillies and Appalachia. You say Appalachia or Appalachia? Listeners, do <laughs> I don't know. It got it way much. convoluted. Anyway, whoever wants to just make a a song exploder type podcast just about Dolly Parton, I feel like there's a lot of material there. So John Denver said on his Wikipedia page that he wrote 200 songs. How many songs do you think Dolly Parton wrote? I I mean, like thousands? Yeah, I bet she's written more than that. I'm sure this number is pretty easy to find, but... She wrote... I'm pretty sure I know this. I'm pretty sure I learned this from a podcast we both listened to, but... She wrote I Will Always Love You and Jolene on the same day. Did yeah. You, have you heard that? I heard that. I think that was on that podcast. I think so too. And I, but I think about that fact all the time. Genius. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so Dwight Yoakum, Randy Travis. I feel like I should get a little the Judds. list. The Judds of like songs. And then I like I became aware of Shania Twain somehow. That's She's later. later. She's like nineties. Like so like country. about the time that Garth Brooks comes out with his first album is kind of like the end of my my era. So what's your take on Garth Brooks? I like Garth Brooks. You like him, okay. I don't really know. I mean, to me he's like categorized in the like new country, which is a thing I hate, which uh, I'm sure I actually wouldn't hate. Like, Winona Judd kind of straddles that, too, but I still love her. I'll mm-hmm. give her. I don't really care for a new country, but I like Garth Brooks. He's fine. They're good. Um, I bet Jimmy and Clyde would listen to, well, I don't know if they would. I bet they'd listen to Toy Yoko, though. Because it's old enough. Yeah, and it's good. What about country stars of today? I mean, there's, um, I'm thinking of um, Old Town Road. Oh. Is the only thing. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Adam Anderson, Neighbor Kid. It's one of his favorites. 
oh, yeah. also okay. say like our neighbor Robin could be part of this conversation because she knows every country music song ever. She does. Yes. How does she know it? Like family. Her, yeah. Stuff? Like we. Yes. Her dad loves country music, so if it's old country, anytime a song comes on the radio, she knows them word for word. She knows them all. Cool. I'm really heartbroken that Loretta Lynn is probably never going to tour again. I know. I really wanted to see her. I had tickets her. to see yeah, her. Yeah. Did you do? I, I no, didn't. The show kept getting postponed and canceled. Yeah, like I was going to, but it was getting postponed and stuff, so I never actually had a ticket. And it was going to be at Grand Casino, I think, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was wondering about that mind thing. Yeah, I would have to be a hairdresser if I couldn't go to college, which is what I would want to do. Okay, back to Logan so, Lucky and Adam Driver. I have another question for you about okay, that. Okay. So one thing that I was noticing when I was watching the movie is now we've watched two movies that are really sort of character-driven. Logan Lucky is definitely plot-driven. Like, they have to have the heist, and you kind of like the Jim Jarmusch movie, too. Like, you kind of know what's going to happen from the beginning to the end. And it's all about the fun little twists along the way, right, and the way that the characters interact. And I felt like the same thing was true with the zombie movie. And so I was thinking about, and I did a little reading about it, what are your thoughts about Adam Driver and the ensemble movie? Do you feel like that's an area where he really shines? or? Well, I think he seems to be plugged in with directors mm-hmm. that do this kind of movie. They have a lot of friends. Every actor wants to work with them. I feel like I heard at some point about like the Oceans trilogy movies that they would just be having the best time like Julia Roberts and George Clooney like it was like the best time time. ever and like when they were working and you know uh, in their trailers is hanging out I mean I feel like Adam Driver is really getting he's one of these actors that is going to turn up again and again in probably every Steven Soderbergh movie He's kind of like, reminds me of someone who goes off Facebook and they're like, I'm going off Facebook. (laughs) And then they just start like appearing again. Because Steven Soderbergh is like, I'm retiring from directing. And then like he just, another movie comes out. Here I am. Are you thinking like, do you want to see, like you don't get, enough Adam Driver in the ensemble cast? I did feel like I wanted a little more of Adam Driver in this one. I will say, I think his character is naturally reticent, you know, and sort of more like, like Channing Tatum's character is really impulsive and he's much more like thoughtful and like pulls back a lot and that's fine and great. I did feel like, but like in Marriage Story, like it's all him. Like it's just a two person, you know, and in the theater, I feel like he's working with a much tighter thing but I guess I kind of threw you that question because I have an answer Mm -hmm. yeah uh was that I was reading about um another profile of him where he talked about how being in the marines was actually really great preparation for acting because there's so much about learning to share and work together as a team and that's his favorite kind of acting is when you're collaborating with a team that's all working together on a project and so then watching this movie like I I saw that, and especially, I guess it was in my mind with this one since he plays a vet anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of thinking about that and wondering if you had any examples or thoughts on that. Well, it was very similar, I think, Mm -hmm. um, the two movies. Yeah, I feel like we need to cover a few things. One is, what did Adam Driver wear, especially what uniforms did he wear? Mm. Yep. What did he drive? And what was his hair like? Yep. So and favorite moments. And favorite moments. Yeah. Okay. 
uniforms. My favorite was the prison uniform. Totes. Um, I feel like that's the... No, we see him in another uniform, too. He's like in a... Um, you know what a like mechanic a suit. Yeah. wears, which I love that I do too. outfit. I think I think men look really attractive in those. Once I wore one for Halloween, and I actually remember talking to Joel at a. I feel like I was at a party where Joel was. Oh, too. Your husband. Did you like wearing it? Yes. Yeah, I always um, my Halloween costumes are usually um very masculine, <laughs> like I'm a man or like so, like a mechanic. Or something, and so I got one of those. I really like my painting overalls and uh-huh. stuff like uh-huh. that. Yeah, I so do I like wearing stuff about like that. With you. Um, I don't know. I don't know like how to describe that like onesie. I feel like it's a work suit or a jumpsuit <laughs> or like a. It's gonna be really obvious to us later. So he has that on too. Yeah. And then he's a he's a veteran. Yeah. We don't see a, no. a picture of him in that. Yeah, that's true. Good. Good. Good uniform wearing. Uh, as we mentioned, he only drove a car one time. Like Melly is the driver in that, and he drives. He drives it. It's a key plot point because he. It's how he gets into jail. He drives into a plate glass window of a gas station. Yeah, that was a cool. That was a cool car. It was a cool car. It was a stick. I didn't. I noticed that. And he. I think he. I couldn't remember if he took his arm off because it seemed like sometimes it was harder for him to maneuver with his arm on. Like, he would take oh. it off when he was bartending sometimes. Yeah, how would you drive a stick with one It seemed arm? like he had, yeah, I don't know. It'd be tough. It's kind of funny, though, because he, like, drives into the glass window, and then he just gets out and, like, buys a bag of chips. Yeah, that was like really that. funny. Yeah, so he didn't drive anything else? He didn't drive any trucks or vehicles, like, during the heist? No, I don't think he did. I guess not. Maybe that wouldn't be his He's main always role. in the car. And actually, like, in that, there's this long sequence where they're escaping from prison and the sister picks them up at a gas station and Daniel Craig's in the back. And he has this funny little flirtation with the sister where he's like, don't look back here because I'm going to get naked. Yeah, he's just being gross. Yeah. 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 But it was, it was pretty lighthearted. Yeah. So moments, I really loved when, so the two brothers would be sitting together. I feel like this ha- happened a couple times. So you'd see them, and then the person who was talking, which would be like the point of view of the camera, would say something, and then like Adam Driver would like look at his brother, and then look ahead again. I thought mm-hmm. that was uh, something I really liked, and it was really cute. Yeah, very understated. And they did have like a really good chemistry. If, if listeners, if you get bored, like you can look up their little press junkets, and they're super cute together. Like they're good. They they had good chemistry. I thought. So it's just on YouTube? You just look yeah. at the press junkets and they're talking? I just Googled, cool. like, Logan Lucky, Adam Driver, and it gave me, like, a bunch of, like, little four-minute... It's funny because they're clearly sitting in the same cafe and just cycling in different journalists. So, like, they mm. would have, like, a Scandinavian journalist and a German journalist, and they're all asking, like, different questions. It was cute. Yeah, they were um, they were brother roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the... Um, those Bang brothers were brother roommates yeah. as well. They seem to both live in trailers... Yeah, pretty much. I really liked Fish Bang. Did he stand out to you at all? He was the uh, brother with like the longer hair that said he knew everything about computers. Yeah, I think he was a Quaid. One of them is yeah. a Quaid. He's, his last name is Quaid. Yeah, like so I he's a, if he was named related to the other Quaid. Dennis Quaid? Yeah, Dennis and there's another one. Randy? Randy. 
Yeah. Wow, that's a loud plane. Um, so, okay, who was the quid that was a big Trump supporter? I think that was Dennis. Randy. Randy? Oh, I don't really know. I think it might be Dennis, because yeah, I don't know if I know who Randy Quaid is. He isn't. Randy Quaid is the crazy Vietnam pilot in um, Independence Day. Remember oh, the crazy never, Vietnam? I didn't see it. What? Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's been so long that it's, I can't. You know, I don't Jeff always. Goldblum is in that. Uh, I didn't know that, so that's a good selling point. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's related to the other quades. I I read he's been he was in a couple Hunger Games movies, hmm. which I don't I've know. I've never seen those. I've seen them. I'm a big fan of Hunger Games, but it is very grim. It's also kind of an Appalachian Appalachian oh. thing. Because uh, the town there that the main character is from is like a coal mining hmm. area. And I never thought that on my own, um, but uh, someone that I know like lived in West Virginia was like, it was cool to see Appalachia in a movie. And it was like, oh, you yeah, know, never like, thought about it. yeah. Anyway, it didn't seem like he was in a lot, but oh, he reminded me of like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading a Kurt Cobain biography oh. right now. They just seem like trouble to me. They, they were just, seem uh, like trouble. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of liked Flashbang, one of the hillbilly <laughs> brothers. <laughs> that was funny. So you want to talk about hair? What are oh yeah hair with this one? I mean, there's some good and interesting hair in the movie, but maybe we should start with Adam Driver's hair. Well, the the hair moment that stood out to me the most is when they were um, doing the heist and they were like vacuuming up money kind of from the pneumatic tube system Mm -hmm. which reminded me there's a heist movie called the killing have you ever seen that it's Mm a it's from like the 40s it's a stanley kubrick movie which um i have like mixed feelings now about stanley kubrick after lolita podcast which before i swear i'd never heard anyone criticize him at all and i thought he's perfect and i love him but um, I think that criticism is warranted. I love warranted. him a lot less now. After yeah. Lolita podcast, it's highly recommended. So good. Did you listen to the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, the killing I remember is a super cool movie, and it's a heist of a horse racing place that I think there was pneumatic tubes oh, in wow. that too. Pretty cool. Kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, pneumatic tubes play a key role in this, and they're using it to funnel the money from the NASCAR stadium to a vault. So they interrupt the pneumatic tubes. And with that, the hair plays a role. Yeah, like there was one point when Adam Driver's hair was just completely covering his face. He's kind of freaking out. Is that when his arm gets sucked in? in And that is scary. And they don't tell you what happens till the very end. So I was like in suspense for so Mm -hmm. long over that. So I thought that was great hair acting. Really good hair. Yeah, and his, he was just like hiding behind. I don't his like him with hair. a goatee though. I do want to say like mm. the goatee can go, and I I see for the role where it makes sense for Clyde to have a goatee, but I don't usually like him with a goatee. I like him clean shaven better. I accepted it. I guess I'm fine with his facial hair. Mm-hmm. Was it a goatee or just like a stubbly like, beard? No, I wish thing. it was a stubbly beard, but it was yeah. just like a goatee. It was just a goatee. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely more problematic. Kind of gross. Yeah, but what still like good hair. Yeah. So what other hair moments? Well, Daniel Craig's character has some pretty crazy hair. His bleach blonde hair. And then Flashbang has some pretty long hair. And then Mally's a hairdresser and she gives Jimmy's daughter these crazy extensions. 
And actually, I feel like that takes us back to like a really sweet moment in the film that's also a key role in the heist where she's doing her talent show. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I was, yeah, I was weeping part, yeah. during it. Yeah, she sees, okay, so she's in a pageant, which just... Like a little girl Just pageant. assume that this is fine and not totally, completely weird. It seems pretty low-key. Yeah, for uh, for little girls to get all the makeup and all done up. I mean, she seemed into it, and I like how they made it. So, after, like, at the end of the movie, she's like, I'm not into pageants anymore. I'm into something else. So yeah. it was, like, coming from her interest in it was coming from her, which I think when it gets really dark is when it's, like, if the parent is, like, forcing it on the kid. Yeah. Because um, it would be fun to get all dolled up totally. and, you know, it's a talent show. So she is going to do a Rihanna song. And she's always, her dad's kind of, for, for a criminal mastermind, he's also a total flake when it comes to, like, seeing his daughter yeah. sometimes. And so she's going to, she comes out with an umbrella. So you think it's going to be Rihanna, but she's scanning the audience and she sees. It's like a long pause. Yeah. Her dad walk in the back and you can see his silhouette. And then so she puts down the umbrella and just does this acapella version of Country Roads. And then the whole audience is singing and, like, everyone's yeah. crying. And, and she does it because it's her dad's favorite song. Yes. She says it. Yeah. So that was a really sweet emotional moment. That's the kind of thing we wouldn't get in, like, a Jim Jarmusch movie. Yeah. I would say that emotional depth is Agreed. not going to happen where Agreed. you're going to, like, cry. Yeah. About something. Yeah. There's definitely it's some deeper. sweet yeah. sweetness. And also, like, real relationships. Like, the brothers are great and yeah it's great so can I talk about can I remind you of my favorite Adam Driver moment which might be yours too please do right at the very beginning when he's the bartender this really douchey guy comes in and asks him to make a martini which might be a hard thing for a one-handed person to do and he executes it very well and I really liked that and he really learned how to do it mm. and he took off his prosthetic arm and like slammed reason. it on the yeah. uh, bar I think to to show to make a point yeah any yeah, other favorite good. Adam Driver moments <clears throat> I wonder let me see let me just consult my list it sounds like oh yeah um, you have, Liz has notes today <laughs> I know the first thing on it is this is weird because is this my list about the rat or about the <laughs> podcast because it starts out with rat shampoo like can I read my whole list yeah it's it starts out as my rat list and it turned into my podcast list rat shampoo Playing outside the cage, string, toys, water bottle, Hillary Swank, <laughs> uh, fish bang, uniforms and vehicles. <laughs> okay, I can think of one plot hole that bothers me a little bit. Oh yeah. So part of the heist, big spoiler here, they steal all of this money from the NASCAR racetrack, but they only keep some of it and mm-hmm. abandon the rest of it in a truck. And apparently that's why it's at the 7-Eleven mm-hmm. or it's just at a convenience store. I guess they're counting on that someone would find a truck full of like all they this cash and just, and just reported it. They yeah. didn't. Oh, okay. So someone was super honest. Well, they super. did that, I think, to cover their butt because nobody knew how much money really had been taken. So if there was all this money taken and it got sent back, then everyone's like, oh, case closed. Like, we don't have to worry about it anymore. And they have those extra bags of cash hidden that they keep. That was what right, I thought. Right, right. No, no, yeah. That's the plot hole for me was that someone didn't just take it. 
Oh. Like for their plan, they were counting on, and if someone buys a, uh, finds a truck full of money, they'll, they, they will just call it in to the cops. You know? I think, I think they call it in. I think Jimmy calls it in. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's good. That I makes like, sense. I feel like there's even, I think, feel like you even see him at a payphone before he goes, because he parks the car at a gas station. I think he goes to a payphone and calls it in and then goes over to a trucker and is like, hey, can you give me a ride? Wow, see that? Yeah, he was, yeah, if I was him, I would have, like, gotten the ride and then gone to the payphone. But I guess you have to make the phone call from the payphone at the convenience store. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Okay, okay. But again, I only understood every other word that they said, so I'm not sure. Maybe there are no plot holes. This is completely, everything is sewn up. I mean, it should be. I mean, Soderbergh is an expert at heist movies. It's a cool genre. Yeah. I like it. Do we want to talk about what ratings we would give it and what our rating scale is? Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. So I feel like our rating scale is rooted in hair. And I can't... I don't know if we should just rate it based on Adam Driver's hair in the movie or if we should give it a rating... Like, as a movie, you should see. But I think we talked about a five-comb rating scale. Right. Well, I like what you said about a lushness scale. Yeah, a lushness. From buzz cut to mane. Yes. In our first episode, you said, it's mainly about hair, which was, I think, a (gasps) a pretty good unintentional... I didn't even know I was doing that. So, well done. I don't know what the other... Did you think about what the other levels would be? If that's so, like, like a one mane, to five. buzz cut. So in between, I would do, like... Yeah, I don't know. Because sometimes he has, like, in, in the zombie movie, he has... It's just, like, a long, normal cut. I feel like a lot of the time, there's some shaggy. Could shaggy? shaggy be mm-hmm. one? I don't know. We'll have to yeah, keep, we'll keep working, working on, on it. That. We could just do combs yeah, from yeah, yeah. one to five. Oh, yeah. What are we talking about? Adam Driver's performance, his hair, or the movie? That's all what I think together. is hard. I mean, I feel like we've got to roll in. If it's a real stinker, even if his hair is really good, I feel like it still has to be below three. All right, let's start uh, spitballing about the rating for this movie. Well, I, I think it was gonna... a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Like, overall, I'd, if somebody asked me to watch, if they should watch it, I'd be like, yes, it will be a fun two-hour diversion. You'll enjoy it. So but many colors. Like. I've got to give it, for hair, I would give it, and quality together, I would do like three combs. Oh, wow. I think I'm going to be more generous raider. Oh. Well, for this one. I'm thinking five combs. What? For the movie. But his hair is not, it's not as good as in other movies. His hair is, I feel like it's good. It's fine. I, I mean, mean, it's. You can give it five combs, because then we give it an average score of four combs. Average of four combs. I mean. What do you think is his best hair is what? Kylo Ren? Totally. Because it's like it's so amazing. shiny. It's so and like shiny. Curly. Everything about it is good. It's so dramatic because like mm-hmm. it's part of it, you're like deprived of his hair because he's wearing the yeah. helmet and then he like stops wearing the helmet. The re- reveal is even more compelling. Yeah. And then you get the hair. And the way it like blows around in the wind and... So maybe the top of the lushness scale would be like Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren, and the bottom would be like, well, like Brad Pitt with a buzz cut comes to mind. I don't know if Adam Driver's ever had a buzz cut, well, but I feel like in even the military he did. Have it we was not good? Are photos around? Yes, you've never okay, seen him. No. He looks ridiculous because he has his. You don't actually see his hair because he has his little 
hat on, the military, what is that? You know, it's like a little cap. Sure, a little cap, yeah, no his idea. his ears are sticking out, and you can't really see him. I think that's probably why he wears his hair shaggy, because his ears are ridiculous. He hasn't changed them out at all, do you think? like The ears? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty easy, like, surgery to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't I know think kids so. have it sometimes. I mean, that's, I'm glad if he, if he didn't. Uh, he seems like he would, like, never do plastic surgery. But if you're in Hollywood, like, everyone does it, right? He's not in Hollywood. He lives in Brooklyn Heights in New York. Oh, not in Hollywood. He's so like Noah Baumbach, right? Does he live in New York too? Or Well, Probably. his character in uh, Marriage Story, it's a lot about like... And so if this is kind of based on like Noah Baumbach and Jennifer Jason Lee's marriage, he hates Hollywood, won't go there. Her career is happening there. He eventually caves and moves there. But... Just someone being, like, so snobby about New York. So, so New York condition. Yeah. As a, someone from Connecticut. Okay. So, so four, Kylo Ren. Three, oh, yeah. Okay. So, so Maureen. We, then we could go Shaggy, Maine, Kylo Ren. So we just need one between Buzz Cut and Shaggy. Yeah. And that would maybe be... Office like, casual? Office or... I wonder what his hair... I can't remember what his hair is like in the report. I was just But he's like that. a government... I don't know, FBI agent or something. I don't know what he is. But he's more like, uh, he works in an underground office. Yeah, but I mean, I think the movies, if you like Adam Driver, you're going to get some Adam Driver. And some fun cameos. Like, if you watch Parks and Rec, Jerry Gurkich is, is it? Did you watch Parks and Rec? Yes. Yeah, so did you notice it was Jerry, the character Jerry Gurkich, or Gary Gurkich is his supervisor when he's working at the mine? Remember? The one who oh, yes, go. I knew he looked yeah. familiar. I'm like, I know he's familiar. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's really sweet. And then um, the boyfriend or husband of the ex-wife is from The Office. Yeah. I'm like, he looks familiar. Yeah, I didn't like, watch... Oh, great familiar faces in it. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of The American Office. I but, I mean, I th- I've heard it's really good. But um, there's a lot of it, and I don't know when I'll get around to that. Yeah, Katie Holmes, that was cool. She was she in it. She looked good, yeah. Uh, I guess it was going to be Katherine Heigl. I thought it was Hegel. Hegel. Her first She's name is Connecticut. Heigl. Oh, is she? Yeah. But I think she was maybe pregnant or something, so she didn't do oh, that maybe, role. Oh, maybe, maybe. Well, I thought Katie Holmes was great. Yeah, I'm glad to see she her. She's okay with the accent. She survived Tom Cruise, yep. and she saved her daughter from being in a cult, yep. so she's a hero to me totally. for that. I didn't ever watch Dawson's Creek. I don't, you know, have like a big part of my heart reserved for any Katie Holmes. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, her vibe, like when she's introduced in the movie, she has like the highest heels on. She's like a wine, a fancy wine mom. Totally. I'm like, why would you ever wear heels like that in your home? Yeah. Makes no sense to me. Uh, Yeah, she is a fancy wine mom. That's a good way to put it. So even if you're a fancy wine mom, do you wear like the highest heels in your home? I feel you like you wear like little kitten heel slippers, like slides. Yeah. Know? That's but I don't know because I'm not a fancy wine mom. I feel like maybe that like as a male director like putting you maybe know, the high heels on. Yeah. I just never wear them, and I can't. I mean, if I have a high heel on for one second, it kills my. It's so like so painful. That's always distracting to me in movies, even if it's a cartoon. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> there's only some animated shows that like the girls watch and it's like oh uh, there's this one it's about like a fairies in I think it's called Ever After High 
uh, or oh, it's yep. like that mm-hmm. where um, Jet watches that sometimes. And all the girls have like super high, like platform shoes. Yes, I've got a. Theory. I just think Chet notices different things, so I'm kind of spaced out when he's watching it, and I'll like clue in. So I haven't noticed that, but I will next time. Yeah, like what are the things that Chet would notice? So I really think he's only ever watched that show like two times. Um, yeah, I don't think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, uh, I just can't get past it, like, high, seeing high heels. And I feel like female, if there's more female directors, you're going to see less ridiculous high heel stuff. Mm-hmm. Because this is not an item no that people can... They're so uncomfortable. Although they do make your legs look really good. Yeah, I mean, I see some people wearing them, and I'm just like, wow, how do they do it? They're so tough. And I saw um, Sid Charisse one time talking and someone asked her like how did you dance in high heels and she just was like you stupid idiot she didn't say that part but she's like we were all ballet dancers with very strong feet and legs like it was nothing to them yeah to wear high heels oh that's interesting compared to like ballet shoes and stuff so you're either so used to the pain or your feet are so strong it's fine wow that will never be me Anyway, me neither. I really noticed her shoes. <laughs> I guess so. Um, okay, so yeah, the movie. If you like Adam Driver, it's a good movie. It's I fun. think even if you don't like Adam Driver, it's super fun to watch. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, if you like Channing Tatum, you know. I do like so. him. He's so charming, I think, in this. Yeah, he seems he's like a really nice guy. Yeah. yeah, his daughter's really cute. And he's a really sweet dad, which yeah. is always really nice. Yeah. Um, except for his flakiness. I feel like he can't even help his flakiness. Like, he's just, he is unlucky. And that's actually kind of the note that the movie ends on, because you're like, are they lucky? Did they win the heist? Because Hilary Swank shows up. Yeah. She's the um, FBI agent, I guess. She's the who's... investigator on the case. Yeah. yeah, she's so, she had some great lines, like, I hate airtight alibis. She kind of spoke in a yeah. weird way the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but dead. I liked it. I liked it, yeah. I'll give it five combs. Okay, I give it three. Okay, so how would you rate um, The Dead Don't Die? I give The Dead Don't Die... I'm going to give that three combs because I think his hair is better, although I think the movie is less than the sum of its parts. Yeah, I think three combs is fair for The Dead Don't Die. And I don't even think they care if it's more than three it's I like they didn't they even, either. like, care really like how good it is. I like, let's have a good time. Yeah. And then we watched it, and it was, like, a three-comb good time. Yeah. So. Totally. But also better hair than Clyde. So his hair was better. How was it better? I thought it was more, um, I thought it was more lush. It was more lush. It was, was it shinier? Like, yeah, it was kind of, it, it felt like as a policeman, he took more care of his appearance than as an underdog, part-time bartender vet. Okay, yeah. I guess it was, um, I'm going to say it and was... And no goatee. Yeah. And it was, I think it was less shiny. In, in Logan uh, Lucky? Yeah. Do you think? I agree with you. I yeah. feel like his hair was more <laughs> shiny. This could just have something to do with, like, the uh, hair people working on. Or the way they set up the shots. You know? <laughs> like... Yep. Or that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to just keep talking about it. Like, the hair is is a key part of this whole podcast. Yeah, we're all learning together. Uh, so we've already talked about what we're going to do next. Yeah. Um, what is it called again? I was going to ask you that. When we're young? I when think. we're young. I have never heard of it. 
I saw it's Ben's... Noah Bomb. Oh, yeah, Noah Baumbach. Ben Stiller's in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't really like to know that much more about a movie. Um, I, I will say I do know that Adam Driver is not the hero in it. Okay, all right. Interesting. Okay, I think that wraps up episode two of all Designated right. Driver. Nice job. <laughs> you too. We'll see you soon. Yay! Thanks, bye. Bye.